Seems like only yesterday that your life to fill the air, and whatever I was going through, you were always there. How you gave up all your love and time to those who were in need. In my heart, you'll always be a part of me. Though sometimes it's hard to deal with you not being here. I rejoice that you have reached that place of peace where there's no fear. Heaven has become a little sweeter just because you're there. And we'll meet again in that place so bright and fair.
again Don't know when Don't know when But I know we'll meet again Some sunny day Keep smiling through Just like you always do
I am resurrection and I am life, says the Lord. Whoever has faith in me shall have life, even though he die. And everyone who has life and has committed himself to me in faith shall not die forever. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awakening, he'll raise me up. And in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see and my eyes behold him who is my friend and not a stranger. For none of us has life in himself, and none becomes his own master when he dies. For if we have life, we're alive in the Lord. And if we die, we die in the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we're the Lord's possession. Happy from now on are those who die in the Lord. So it is, says the Spirit, for they rest from their labors. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, who by the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light, grant that your servant Lynn, being raised with him, may know the strength of his presence and rejoice in his eternal glory, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
This afternoon's Old Testament reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 35, uh, commencing at verse 1. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord. The excellency of our God strengthen the weak of the hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be open, and the ears of the deaf deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land spring of water. In the habitation of jackals, where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and brook. Rushes, A highway shall be there, and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for the others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up in it. It shall not be found there. But the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall be flee away. The word of the Lord. Time me, oh 
Our New Testament lesson comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, beginning in verse 2. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. And he who sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the fountain of the water of life without payment. He who conquers shall have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. The word of the Lord. John chapter 11, beginning at verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, he who is coming into the world. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. You may be seated. 
Our speaker, or our first speaker, will be Lynn's brother, Uncle Roland. We have the video. Hi, friends and family. I'm Kim Johnson. I am Lynn Anderson's niece, Roland Johnson's daughter, and Roland's brother. And this is just a video tribute from your Colorado and Indiana Johnsons of what we wish we could have said had we been able to be there with you to celebrate Lynn's life. My favorite memory of Lynn was when I was in high school and I got to fly out by myself to California and spend the week with her and we had so much fun. So we got to go to the beach and we went out to restaurants and we went shopping and I just had a blast with her. And one afternoon um, she decided that we should go to the movies. So we did and we bought our tickets and watched whatever movie we were there to see. And when we were done, she said, hey, Kimmy, let's go see what's over here. And we went into the next theater, and we did that all day. We hopped and watched movies all day long, 
and we had so much fun. So when she said, let's go to the movies, she meant let's go to all the movies. <laughs> so she was a wonderful aunt, and I had such a special relationship with her. And whether you call her aunt or you call her mom or Nana Lynn, sister or friend, you knew you were loved by her because she loved big and she loved loud. And I will have those special memories of a lifetime of love from her that I get to carry with me, and I will treasure all of Kelly, is this wild enough for you? I'm pretty much a wallflower normally, but I did this just for you. Hi, my name is Roland Raleigh Johnson. I was the third of three children born to Lowell and Lita Johnson of O'Neill, Nebraska. My sister, Lita Lynette Anderson, was born in 1936. My brother, James Lowell Johnson, was born in uh, 1938, and I was born significantly later, uh, as you can tell. We, my parents uh, lived in the town of O'Neill, Nebraska. Uh, my dad bought a small ranch, built a house on it, a three-bedroom house in around 1953, and we moved to the ranch from O'Neill, Nebraska. My sister, who was, we called Lynette, and I'll try to refer to as Lynn, since most of you know her as Lynn, um, but I will uh, regress once in a while and call her Lynette, probably. My sister stayed in the ranch one night. Uh, she moved out. My dad had bought her new bedroom furniture. She was about 16 years old, and she said, there's no way I'm staying in this place. Now, you have to, it was a new house, but we had no electricity. We had no running water, and she wanted to move to town, which was four miles away, to be with a couple of her high school girlfriends. And she really wanted to move to a city. And my dad said, well, okay, if you live in town and make it for one year, pay all your bills, pay your utilities, pay your rent, make it with these girls, then I'll support your moving to a big city. And she did. She worked at the Ben Franklin store, which was a 5 and 10 store. 5 and 10 meant that they sold everything in the store for 5 cents or 10 cents. My sister got paid 10 cents an hour, if you can believe that. That means in a 40-hour week, she made $4. And she paid all her rent, all her utilities. She made it through that year, and my dad supported their move to a big city. And I'm really glad that uh, he did that. Uh, they were going to, they chose between Kansas City, uh, Omaha, and Denver. And they chose Denver, Colorado. And I'm also glad they made that choice. And that was in about 1954, 55. She moved to Denver, Colorado. She got a job with the first mall built in Denver, Colorado, which was the Lakeside Mall. Uh, they paid her 3 to $4 an hour. She was a buyer for the department store. It was the biggest department store in Denver at the time. I think it was an L.S. Ayers or a Macy's. And the manager of the store sent her to New York, sent her to Chicago, to the Merchandise Mart, and she bought all the stuff for the big department store. 
But the good thing about being in Denver is that my dad decided that we needed to go see her, and we put up hay all summer, and that meant my brother and I worked in the hay field from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week. We never took a vacation. Well, the year she moved to Denver, we took a vacation, and we spent one day driving to Denver, one day in the beautiful Colorado Rockies with natural air conditioning. This was back before homes had air conditioning or cars had air conditioning. One day in the beautiful Colorado Rockies with air conditioning. So I was glad my sister chose Denver. And uh, then we went one day back to Nebraska and back to the hayfield. In Denver, she met the love of her life, David C. Anderson. He was at Lowry Air Force Base in basic training. She uh, married him in 1957, and they moved from Denver to Dover, Delaware, to Dover Air Force Base. He was actually a private first class, and they spent time at Dover Air Base. And fortunately, we didn't go there to see them, but uh, it, it meant that you could move out of town and move away from the nest and have success in life. My sister, Lynn, had always wanted to live in California. And uh, after serving the Air Force in uh, Dover, Delaware, Howard Hughes offered uh, all veterans in the Air Force especially uh, jobs. And uh, there was a great job in Irvine, California. So in 1959, they moved to Anaheim, California. And uh, the great news was my dad again wanted to go see them. And that meant uh, three days in the car going to California across the Rocky Mountains, one day in California and three days back. So we got seven days vacation. So I love my sister for uh, moving around the country and uh, making my dad uh, desirous of taking us uh, across the country to see them. Uh, I remember a couple of stories. One is uh, Dave and Lynn said they had this friend who owned this park that had rides on it 365 days of the year. Now in O'Neill, Nebraska, we'd get carnivals once a year and we'd have rides for two or three nights, but rides 365 days a year, that's incredible. So they wanted to take uh, us to it if when we got to California. Well, their friend's name was Walt. His, uh, the name of his park was Disneyland. And, of course, you know the rest of the story. We went to see Walt at Walt Disneyland in uh, 1959. Uh, I believe the admission was 50 cents then, and I think you could get uh, 13 rides for a dollar. Uh, but I remember Disneyland, and I remember Knott's Berry Farm, and I remember great times when they lived in Anaheim, California. They, uh, the biggest legacy of Lynn is the family that she reared, and uh, they basically, four kids were born into that marriage. The first one was born in 1960, and I don't remember the reason, but she was born in O'Neill, Nebraska, and her name is Christy. Uh, the second one is uh, David. The third is Eric, and uh, the fourth was Kelly. 
all four kids are married. All uh, four kids uh, not only have kids of their own, but they have grandkids of their own. And that's truly uh, Lynn's greatest legacy in life are the great kids that she raised and the love that they, they showed her. Um, Lynn was also a very creative, uh, very outgoing. I will always remember her laugh. I will always remember her smile. I will always remember her outgoing personality, and I'll miss her forever. But when I say she was creative, she was creative in an unbelievable way. She had an idea once for something that she wanted to call TLC, Tender Loving Care. And basically, it, she would go to the grocery store and pick up uh, prescriptions or groceries for elderly, elderly people. It was a bit like uh, Jeff Bezos' Amazon. It was the same idea. Uh, and so she had the idea of creating something like Amazon back in the 80s and uh, uh, did not follow through on it, but it uh, would have been a terrific idea and a terrific happening. She also painted some great art, and we have some pieces of, of her artwork that we cherish. And uh, she'll be missed, and we're sorry that she's gone. Mama and Papa had eight grandchildren, and uh, unfortunately, the only time they were ever together was at Mama's funeral in 1998. And we have some great pictures of them. Lynn's greatest legacy and Dave's are their children. Um, they have four. Christy is the oldest. She was born in O'Neill, Nebraska in 1960. She married David Gomerick, and they have two boys, Chad and Jared. Uh, the second uh, child they had was David Anderson. David uh, also spent most of his life in California. He married a great lady, Jody. They have four children, Ashley, Alec, uh, Josh and Jacob, and they have uh, in the last uh, five years or so moved to Arvada, Colorado, and we're glad to have them here. Uh, Eric uh, married Penny. Uh, they have four children, uh, Kyle, Tori, uh, Andrew, and uh, Kelsey, and uh, about uh, 10 or 12 years ago, they moved to Phoenix, Arizona. And that's where they live now. Uh, Kelly uh, married uh, Rick Trento. Uh, they have uh, three children, uh, Christian, DJ, and Janelle. Uh, they have uh, lived in the Fallbrook area for many years. Uh, Rick uh, built a casita for Lynn to live in in her final dozen or 15 years. And she loved living there and loved being close to the family and love being uh, made a part of it. Uh, our moms and our mom and dad, Lowell and Lita Johnson, were referred to as the grandchildren as Mamo and Papo. They spent their whole lives on the small ranch in Nebraska. We eventually got electricity and running water, and they were married for 64 years. The Anderson family visited them at least once a year, sometimes more, 
And uh, they went out to California several times. In fact, my dad got a job there at Old McDonald's Farm and probably would have worked out his, all of his years had it not gone bankrupt in uh, the 1980s. Uh, anyway, my sister had a great life. She raised some great kids. She was a joy to be around. I'll never forget her. I'll never forget her laugh. Hello. Um, for those of you who don't, don't know me, I'm Andy Johnson. I am Aunt Lynn's nephew, uh, her brother Roland's son. And for those of you that do know me, um, it really is me under here, under all this COVID hair, which Aunt Lynn would just hate. And I'm working on my papo beard. What do you think? Hmm? Getting there? Maybe? Maybe? Maybe not. Anyway, I wish I uh, could be there uh, to celebrate Aunt Lynn's life uh, in person with you all. Um, but uh, we're playing it extra safe right now. Laura works with at-risk folks. Um, so we're staying close to home. Uh, but hopefully we can celebrate with you uh, in person some someday soon. In the meantime, just wanted to share some memories and some thoughts. Um, so I'm kind of there with you uh, virtually. Uh, I've got so many great memories of, of Aunt Lynn uh, from growing up. Uh, even though she lived far away, um, she really made the effort to spend time with us. Uh, family was so important uh, to her. Um, she would, She brought the kids out to Indiana for a ski trip because that's that's where you ski. She was uh, the life of the party at, at our wedding. Um, she even came out for my high school graduation uh, in Indiana, uh, and that's when Mamo chased Papo with a, a cleaver. But that's that's another story. Uh, I remember celebrating uh, my birthday in, in her backyard in. Uh, Mission Viejo with Kelly, whose birthday was that month, too. I think it was my 14th birthday. Um, and I remember a Christmas in uh, in Nebraska where uh, she got a gift of um, a coffee mug that said, Sexy Grandma, and she goes, You got that right? And uh, <laughs> we've got that on video somewhere. It still replays in my head, and I think it captures her pretty well. But uh, more than anything, I, just, I do remember that big personality in that small package, and her laugh and the energy she would bring to everything she did, everywhere she went. And uh, a couple stories just from a little more recently that I thought captured uh, her personality. Um, last year I called her for her for her birthday. It would have been her 83rd birthday. and left, She didn't pick up. I left a message and made some stupid joke about, oh, you're probably out dancing or out of rave and getting crazy. And she might have been. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, but she called called back and uh, left me a message and said that uh, it's good that you still have your sense of humor at your age. Um, and I was 50 at the time. <laughs> she And she had her sense of humor uh, oh, much uh, older than, than that. Uh, she, she kept it, uh, which was uh, something I definitely admire about her. Um, and she also shared with me a story of a few years ago uh, that uh, I didn't know about, maybe, maybe many of you already did, but uh, she talked about how when she worked at a, a bank, um, might have been in San Clemente at the time, uh, but uh, uh, she and her co-workers would go out to lunch, go, go for a little stroll and go over to the, the train station where a commuter train would go by, 
And as a commuter train would go by, she knew what the schedule was, knew when a train was coming by at lunch. Now, her and her co-workers would moon the commuters. <laughs> of course, you know, what else are you going to do? And I think she was in her 60s at, at the time when she's doing that. So I, uh, I wish I had that much spunk and energy now, let alone um, when I, I'm in my 60s. But um, I'm certainly going to miss her, but I'm glad I've got all those memories, and I'm really glad she was in my life and made the effort to, to be in my life, uh, even though we were, were far away and I'm, you know, I'm just some Hoosier nephew, but uh, uh, she took the time to uh, let me know she, she loved me and I felt loved. Um, um, I'm going to miss her. So I hope uh, you all stay well and uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy your, your time, time together. And I hope we can get together sometime soon and uh, raise a glass to, to Aunt Lynn uh, in person. So take care.
presented to us by video, also put together by Kelly Trento. You always knew Mom was in the room. You could hear her bodacious laugh for miles. She loved people and wanted not just to meet you, but to know all about you. She had a good intuition within minutes of meeting you, and 98% turned out to be right. Lita Lynette Anderson, Lynn, was born on August 23, 1936, oldest of three with two younger brothers, James and Roland. Her parents, Lita and Lowell Johnson, raised her in a small town of O'Neill, Nebraska. She left O'Neill at a young age as soon as she could prove to her father that she had enough money saved to last for six months. She set off and ended up in Denver, Colorado. Denver is where she met a handsome Air Force man whom she married. Being a stay-at-home mom of four, Christy, David, Eric, and myself, she was always involved at our school, helping out wherever she could. Her favorite music was jazz, and her and my dad would tear up the dance floor whenever they were given a chance. I remember just watching them in amazement. Her favorite song was It's Up to You, New York, which she was caught many times singing at the top of her lungs, and many times her grandchildren would join in. She was a beloved daughter, sister, sister-in-law, mother, mother-in-law, and aunt. Her niece so beautifully said, Aunt Lynette laughed big and loved even bigger. It is said that you are lucky if you have a few close friends. Mom, mom had many and many lifelong friends who she loved, lost, laughed, grieved, and cried with. She even created many friendships the last two years that she was in a senior care facility. Our home was always open to friends, neighbors, especially for the holidays. She never wanted anyone to feel alone or without family. Mom was also bragging about her grandchildren of 13. Chad, Kyle, Ashley, Jared, Tori, Alex, Christian, Dalen, Kelsey, Joshua, Andrew, Jacob, and Janelle, and really had bragging rights with her seven great-grandchildren, whom she beamed with joy when she was able to see them. Mom set a good example of just loving people, strangers, and especially Jesus, and was always the first to let you know to stop worrying about things they will grow in and work out. She set a good example of how to just love regardless of the situation. Mom, thank you for everything you've given us. Fly to Jesus, Mom, and live.
afternoon. I'm Doug Kessler, and I'm the pastor here, and I want to thank you all for coming and sharing in this uh, amazing celebration of one of my dear friend's life. You know, Ben Franklin once said, there's two sure things in life, death and taxes. I just filed my taxes again. And now I'm celebrating the passing of a, a dear friend from here to heaven. You know, the very first man and woman we find in Genesis died. And we've been having this problem ever since. Dying's become pretty well accepted by most. Yet what do people really know about it and what makes them the expert? The trouble with quotes about death is that 99.9% of them are made by people who are still alive. But Johnny Carson, the nighttime host, he even put his two cents in about it, citing about death. For three days after death, hair and fingernails continue to grow, but phone calls taper off. I spent enough time with Lynn to realize that she was a very brave person, and she was ready to go to heaven. What she wasn't open to was any heart operations. Her stubborn tenacity made that discussion always brief with me. She was taking her chances with the Lord. And if you think that Lynn didn't listen I can tell you she listened in church. She not only understood the concept of grace, but she bought it hook, line, and sinker. And she lived it every day of her later life. So she just lived with a bad ticker and enjoyed life for quite a while. Faith took her quite a ways down the road. Lynn was very open and very comfortable with me. That's becoming more common with the older women. <laughs> I said, Karen, I don't get it. Like uh, I used to beg the heck out of them, and now they're all buddy-buddy with me. What do you think it is? And she says, you're old. <laughs> I had a good relationship as her pastor and also her friend, and maybe it was because I saw through her persona the character she tried to play of the toughy. I could always see she was really a very caring and loving person. She really especially loved family and 
or grandkids. But here's why I say toughy. This is a scene that I was personally involved in at least three times over the 15 years or whatever that I knew her. Her MO was Dave and Jody would be having a party or you know Easter or something, and particularly once my kids were grown and scattered doing their deal, Karen and I had the opportunity, and we had a lot of opportunities to uh, do something else, and Dave and Jody often had us over to uh, their place. And so Dave and I were very close friends, and we'd be hanging around, and here she'd come. She'd walk up to me, and uh, she'd walk right, interrupt by punching him in the shoulder, usually about three times, hard. And then she'd proceed to run him down in front of me. So here goes David. Now he goes, Mom, knock it off. <laughs> Can you relate to Sawakil? <laughs> and then he'd turn around and walk away and some of his other guests. And I'd always say the same thing. Ling, why do you do that? I know you adore him and how damn proud you are of him. And she'd then run up and do a, like a mini body slam into me. And she'd stretch with her little body as far as she could up into my face, and she'd say, don't you ever tell him that. <laughs> I always wondered uh, why she wasn't a little more concerned about getting over to the other side. I was reminded of a quote from Winston Churchill. I'm prepared to meet my maker, he said, whether my maker is prepared for the great ordeal of meeting me is another matter. <laughs> but don't you worry a bit. Lynn is uh, one of those people who will say, confronted with their humanity, nope, that's what Jesus promised me, and that's what I'm getting. And you know she's right. Again, what is the takeaway when you're remembering somebody like her and what they brought their share in humanity in building the kingdom? Well, I think it's probably live it up a bit and rest in God. Ernest Hemingway once said, fear of death increases in exact proportion to the increase in wealth. Well, Lynn didn't have a lot. She lived a very frugal lifestyle. But what she did have was a good handle on life. Plenty of fearless life experience with a good big dose of stubborn. You might see someone like Lynn as overly confident or self-reliant, but she wasn't. What she did have was absolutely certainty that she was in good and had a valid contract with the Almighty God. And that he would be her comforter 
and he'd take care of all of her needs according to his riches and glory. Well, Lynn, you are a great example to us all. They left home very young, like the little red train. I think I can, I think I can. And by God, you did. (laughs) Whenever I can, when I'm ministering to people in the hospital, particularly last rites type situations, and I know that they're dying, they know they're dying, I ask them if they would pray for me when they get on the other side. There's got to be some bonus for having to go and do that. Although I'd like to tell you, when I was a young pastor, it was the hardest thing in the world to have to do. And the older I get, the more I cherish and respect the opportunity to do it. But when when I'm there... I ask them if they would pray for me when they get on the other side. And hopefully, after all these years, I have this sizable troop up there that's doing just that. When I gave Lynn last right, she wasn't awake. I imagine she probably was semi-conscious. But I asked her anyway before leaving. I didn't, but perhaps I should have asked her always if she could give them a little slack upstairs. No punching shoulders. Please stand. In the assurance of eternal life given at baptism, let us proclaim our faith and say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is sitting on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. For our sister Lynn, let us pray to our Lord Jesus Christ, who said, I am resurrection, and I am life. Lord, you consoled Martha and Mary in their distress. Draw near to us who mourn for Lynn, and dry the tears of those who weep. You wept at the grave of Lazarus, your friend. Comfort us in our sorrow. You raised the dead to life. Give to our sister eternal life. Hear us, Lord. You promised paradise to the thief who repented. Bring our sister to the joys of heaven. Hear us, Lord. Our sister was washed in baptism, baptism and anointed with the Holy Spirit. Give her fellowship with all your saints. Hear us, Lord. She was nourished with your body and blood. 
Grant her a place at the table in your heavenly kingdom. Comfort us in our sorrows at the death of our sister. Let our faith be our consolation and eternal life our hope. Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, we commend to you our sister Lynn, who was reborn by water and the Spirit in holy baptism. Grant that her death may recall to us your victory over death and be an occasion for us to renew our trust in your fatherly love. Give us, we pray, the faith to follow where you've led the way and where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit to the ages of ages. Amen. Peace, Lord, be always with you. Do not share the peace with your neighbor. <laughs> but you have to be quiet while we prepare for the Eucharist. Please stand. Now, when I've done the uh, Eucharist prayer, we'll explain you how we can do this uh, today and uh, meet everybody's needs safely and in compliance with the governor. (laughs) Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness. We receive the bread that you offer us. Fruit of the earth, work of human hands, it will become for us the body of Christ. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine, work of human hands, it will become for us the blood of Christ. Blessed be God forever. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do always and everywhere to give you thanks to your Son, Jesus Christ, who rose victorious from the dead and comforts us with the blessed hope of everlasting life. For to your faithful people, O Lord, life is changed, not ended, And when our mortal bodies lie in death, there is prepared for us an eternal dwelling place in the heavens. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory, and we join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. 
Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Father, you're holy indeed, and all creation rightly gives you thanks and praise. All life, all holiness comes from you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, by the working of the Holy Spirit. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to the setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts that we brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. On the night that he's betrayed, he took bread and he gave you thanks. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup, and again he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to them, and he said, Drink this all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. died. Christ Christ is is risen. And Christ Christ will will come come again. again. Father, calling to mind the death of your Son, enduring for our salvation, his glorious resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look with favor on your church's offering, and recognizing the sacrificial victim whose death has reconciled us to yourself, Grant that we who were nourished by his body and blood may be filled with the Holy Spirit and become one body in Christ. May he make us an everlasting gift to you and enable us to share in the inheritance of your saints with Blessed Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Joseph, her husband, the apostles, the martyrs, all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. Strengthen in faith your church on earth, along with all the bishops, with the clergy, and the entire people your son has gained for you. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you've summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, Jesus Christ, our Lord, from whom all good things come, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence to the Father in the words of our Savior. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us your peace. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Happy are they who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Bishop will be in the middle. He'll serve you the host. And then please bring your host down to one of the cups and dip it in the wine uh, as you would. If, uh, if you prefer not to take the wine, that's, uh, as well. that's fine as well.
In thanksgiving, let us pray together. Almighty God, we thank you that in your most love you have fed us with spiritual food and drink of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, and have given us a foretaste of your heavenly banquet. Grant that this sacrament may be to us a comfort in affliction and a pledge of our inheritance in that kingdom where there is no death, neither sorrow nor crying, but the fullness of joy with all your saints, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Remember the gospel, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against him. God loves us, he's forgiven us, he's not mad at us, and he'll never leave us or forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen. Paul, you can go exit out this way and go through the stairs down uh, this door right here, or you can go all the way down to the end of the planter uh, where the ivy is, and there's a, uh, another set of stairs that will take you down through the basketball court. So we'd like to have you down there with us. Let us go forth in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Father's heart that's full.